0: Hey damn guys, welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with
1: Aubrey Loveless. Hey damn guys.
0: Hey, it's comics time. It we're gonna is. read some comics. We're reading some comics, we're talking to our friends, and Danielle's gonna tell you all about it. I'm gonna tell
2: you all about it. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna read something and we're gonna tell you about what we're gonna read, and you're also gonna read it. And then we're gonna talk about what we read, and you're gonna listen to us talking about what we read, and then you're gonna send us in a hey damn guys, that's a email. Are you going to leave us a message on social media? And then we're going to talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about what we read. And <laughs> then...
0: That part always makes me laugh. Uh, that's a book why. club, and
2: that's friendship. Back to you, John.
0: Oh, awesome. So good every time. Yes, it is. <laughs> really good. Thank you so much. You're yes. so
2: welcome, John.
0: And I have some shouts-outs this Ooh, week. shouts-outs. Out. Yeah. Here come the shouts-outs. Here they come. I want to shout out Wes Matis. West Majis. Book
2: club member. And it's
0: a double shout out because also Matt Strackbine. Oh. Matt Strackbine.
2: Also book club member.
0: Yes. Um, also we... co-host. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. Ah. Um. It was delightful to get a FaceTime call with um, oh
2: that was so over cute the weekend sweet.
0: with Matt and Wes and also Mark Laszlo, Hellboy artist. I was we were in the car, so it was Mark it, Laszlo,
2: <laughs> Hellboy artist. Yeah, it that's was cool. so awesome. It was, yeah, we were in the car, so I got to uh, be super annoying with the phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was funny though. It was, um, and it was really nice. They were at Heroes Con. They were hanging out together. Matt was there with Wes and Andrew Craddock, book club member. Andrew Craddock, and- book club. Member book club member, yeah (laughs) they took a picture all together and everything. I was like, Matt, you got to send me a picture. I want to see my boys together. You know, that that was really sweet. So, anyway,
2: that was so sweet and thoughtful and very touching. And uh, it made me feel happy, but it also made me feel a bit wistful that we could not be there with them in person because it seemed like they were having such a great time. And the fact that they thought of us was so nice to FaceTime us like that. So, it it really was and video call us or whatever it was that we we were doing.
0: And um, uh, pretty awesome, yeah. It, it, it just makes me think about, like, they wouldn't know each other if not for this show. You know what yeah, I mean? Right? Like, that's so true. Like, they well, all they listen to the show. wouldn't know them. And... and they've become friends yeah. online with each other. And then now they get to meet up in to real life the with each other. To see the two of them
2: over the phone like yeah. that was really sweet. It was
0: really cool. I was just like, wow. You know what I mean? This is a thing that's You're happening You're changing right lives, It was really awesome. Yeah, was it was like, really wonderful. Yeah. No, shame, no I'm all jealous. But yeah. it feels good. To, I mean, you've
2: made so many connections with so many people across... The world like this and it's just really awesome to think about and so getting that call was yeah that was that was excellent
0: yes it was very it was very affirming oh um but i also wanted to shout out matt something really funny happened matt wanted me to mention he met cullen bunn who is the writer of harrow county all right and also jesse lonergan who's doing the new hellboy series That's miss okay. truesdale and um, they're both really great artists and writer. So Matt started telling them that he knows Mark Tweedo, that he's good friends with Mark Tweedo. Awesome. Because they both know Mark. That's And so great. he started just like using that as an in. Good. Um, so so he, he wanted me to put that out there, that that, that had happened.
2: Oh, that he name dropped him.
0: That he name dropped Mark Tweedo because the other thing is uh, he did an awesome comic about it. <laughs> and, uh, and and so he was like, I need you to mention this so that way I can put my comic out. So, That's great. Um, so by the time this episode goes up, you can go over to his – check him out on social media. I can't uh, I'll wait. I'll link it in the show notes, um, and you can check out the comic that I'm, he did. I'm so excited. It was really good. He sent it to me. I already have it, so I, I'll oh, send it to also. both of you guys. Oh, good. All right. Well, anyway, so we get a preview yeah, of it. Yeah, really Excellent. good. But anyway, I thought it was so funny that Matt's like – let me find some people that I know Mark Tweedo is tight with and I'm just gonna go like, Hey, I know I'm good friends with Mark Tweedo. <laughs>
2: That's I mean, who's amongst us can say that we would not do the same.
0: Yeah, really good. Awesome. So uh, yeah, thank you so much guys. Wes will be on next week and he's gonna give us our his full report from Heroes oh, Con, good. So that'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. All right, now we're gonna go on to our listener feedback.
1: Listener feedback, feedback.
2: listener feedback.
1: From the feedback. Mm,
2: yes. the feedback. <laughs> you read a story, we talk about it. You hate them guys us, and it's a
0: book
1: club get
0: out get We heard from, out, from Brendan out, Cahill.
1: Brendan Cahill book club member.
0: Yes. He said, Hey guys, a lot of great episodes recently. Always love to talk about the X-Files, the world's most excellent slash infuriating TV show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so true.
0: I guess I'm an apologist for the season 10 comics, though. I didn't know they weren't liked. Mm. As a tragic who wants there to be some sense to the mythology, I thought they were much smarter about resolving all the loose ends than the actual revival we got on TV. Right. I have to check that out. I actually haven't read that stuff. I think it would have turned into a great story if they weren't cut off at the knees when the show returned. Right. I will absolutely recommend the old X-Files comics from the 90s written by Petruccia. Really captured the feel of the early seasons with stories inspired by weird science and urban legends. And a mini conspiracy arc that was nicely self-contained. If you ever do another commentary, my favorite episode, Jose Chung from Outer Space, would have (laughs) so much to talk about. It's a good one. I love that one. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. It's
2: a great episode. That's a great episode. Yeah, Jesse Ventura? Are you kidding me? Yeah, really good. Amazing.
0: Holy oh, shit, really? Yeah. Awesome. He's one of
2: the men in black. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: He says, uh, also loving the all-star Superman discussions, I did want to ask your thoughts on the Golden Skilled Superman Prime in issue six. Maybe I misunderstood what you were saying about the future Superman, but you talked about him as if he were a different Superman from the DC One Million continuity, whereas I thought he was meant my to be our Superman. My brains are already Superman. soup now. I don't... Um, Remember the gold Superman that comes out?
2: Yeah, I know In that. the future, yeah. yeah. But everything else that you said it just completely passed through my brain like a sieve.
0: Okay, because I had mentioned that they were from the DC One Million uh-huh. series. But he's saying he thought that that was meant to be this Superman. Okay. In fact, I always thought that that's how it was written. <clears throat> now it seems like it's a fan theory that I heard somewhere. Ah. But I think there's a lot of hints towards this in in the four panels when our Superman asks which descendant he is, he just laughs as if something funny Uh because they're the same guy. Okay. He says, uh, and notice he says, one of of your legendary 12 labors, as if he was about to say one of my legendary 12 labors. But
2: that's not Earth Prime.
0: He's not named as Superman Prime in the comic. Yeah. But later, Grant Morrison uses him in another comic and he names him as Superman Uh, Prime. So then people are like, oh, well, that's him from this. But in this one... He was never really named, right? And I wasn't—I pro- probably wasn't clear about that. Uh, and finally, the last panel is an extreme close-up of his eye and the words, and all that will be. That's also what I think is the coolest way for it to be. So I'll go with that. Mm. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yeah. So um, I, I should have clarified, like all the Superman Prime stuff and all of that stuff, like that came after this. Okay. So whatever the intention was in this, like we should just look at it sure. as that and not what came after. Sure. Sure. We also heard from Jerry Turnbull.
1: Jerry Turnbull.
2: Book Club member.
0: He also said, I took the Golden Superman to be our all-star Superman before Morrison had the DC 1 million idea. Golden Superman's response to the question, which if my descendants are you, says it all. He's not a descendant. He's him. Okay. He has lived a million years becoming golden due to his powers coming from the sun. Mm. He well, turned golden. I, I guess okay. you know what i mean he's from the future sure. so okay, sure. you know I, I guess we can talk about this more when we get to the end right because drew campbell also chimed in he was like i was going to talk about this when they get okay. to the end of it all right so i think there's some more discussion about Excellent. this that we will be able that's to come we'll back do. around to. very good um yeah but i should have clarified that in that episode i'm thank you guys for that that's why, that's it's, why a it's a book club. club yeah yeah awesome
2: we got a hey Damn guys from you know who it is it's hayden or
0: Hayden Noor. book club member. That's right. That Hayden Nor right.
2: says, I went to see the Flash this weekend. Ah, oh, Hayden, <laughs> at the mall, and I was going to grab a slice of pizza from Zabaros and post it today, but it was closed, unfortunately. Uh, well, why would you even do that to yourself just for a joke?
0: Yes. yes. The
2: dedication I admire, I but I also I... don't harm yourself just for for the lulls. I would do it, that. and
0: I can't even eat the. I can't even eat that pizza. Okay. But, Poor
2: Zabaros can't even keep his pizza chain open. But anyways. <laughs> I had a few more Bizarro Rex for anyone who's interested. You guys interested? Yes. All right. Superman the Animated Series has a couple Bizarro episodes. Both are great, but the second one where Superman helps Bizarro find a home of his own is really wonderful. The phrase, a Bizarro Superman needs a Bizarro Superdog comes to mind. No. <laughs> There was a recent Red Hood and the Outlaws series written by Scott Lobdell that came out during DC's Rebirth Era stuff that has a Bizarro as part of Red Hood's team, along with Artemis of Themyscira. Sort of a Bizarro trinity in a way, but that series was really fun and had a pretty interesting end for that Bizarro that I don't think has been retconned or changed yet. Oh, that's that's rare. (laughs) Uh, That something hasn't been absolutely obliterated. There's also a really great Solomon Grundy series written and drawn by Scott Collins. I actually think I've seen that. That basically is a dive into the mythology of Solomon Grundy's curse and a boatload of cameos from characters that I think Collins really wanted to draw. Well, yeah, get on him. Like Killer Croc, Poison Ivy, Amazo, Etrigan, awesome. The Phantom Stranger and the Spectre, Frankenstein and the Bride, and of course, Bizarro. He's not in it as much as I would like, but Collins manages to really squeeze some fun characterization and pathos out of him in the little time he's there. It also has a short two-issue sequel in the pages of the 2008 Frankenstein. But wait, they need a Batman. Oh, yeah, they have one. Man Bat pops up for some Blackest Night shenanigans in there, too.
0: Oh, wow. It's a really fun series with a
2: neat little event tie-in wrap-up. There's plenty more bizarro stories, but those are the ones that immediately come to mind and feature him as more of an actual character rather than a henchman or villain of the week. Yeah, I wonder if I've read that. I feel like I have, maybe not. I don't know. I'll have to check it out again. Yeah, it's been so long since I read anything that was specifically Solomon Grundy, but I feel like I have read a really good Grundy story. Okay. I don't remember what it was. Let's check it out. We'll yeah. see.
0: Yeah, I do want to check some of those out. Is the Superman animated series on Max? Is it on yeah. the- I assume yeah. it's oh, all okay. in there. Yeah. I want to check both of those DC out for sure. Cool stuff. That, that sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, because it would go Batman, Superman, Justice League. Okay.
2: Wasn't there a, su- a su- Batman-Superman show?
1: Yeah, there was a Batman-Superman hour or something like okay. that. Okay. Uh, but it was just Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series. I
2: thought that they had something together.
1: Well, they did do a three-episode arc together okay. in Superman.
2: I, th- I remember there being like a logo mashup. Why did I make this? Oh, okay. Is that that, what that is? All right. That was
1: in the branding of this. Okay. All right. Yeah.
2: It was just so long ago that I saw it, I guess. I'm trying to half remember stuff from so long ago, and I'm bad at remembering stuff that happened yesterday, so (laughs) forgive me. That Superman
1: animated series has a really good apocalypse. Okay. uh, Dark side story. Okay, Okay, nice. We also heard from Christopher Egan.
2: Christopher Egan. Book club member. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Uh, The Reservoir Dog 4K is pretty good, too. Definitely keeps the true film green. It just looks fantastic and not overcorrected. My inside source says a complete kill bill is coming sooner than later. Nice. That's a day one purchase for me. I'm going to sit on the couch with Hanzo's
0: sword and watch it all in <laughs> okay. one city. No interruptions. That sounds awesome. Yes, we were talking about the Pulp Fiction, Fiction 4K, 4K last yeah. week. Oh, yeah. one thing
2: I forgot to mention about the Pulp Fiction 4K is uh, the wigs. It oh. becomes so extremely obvious. I wonder if it's – sometimes I wonder if 4K is to the detriment. Like, should... Sometimes yeah. don't you want that – quality of the film to be the way that the it was green, yeah. Yeah. so that you can't notice things like wigs
0: i get it but i also know? i buy into all this like i want to see it in the highest sure, quality it, i'm not saying possible. it wasn't
2: interesting yeah. it was definitely really interesting to yeah, see like yeah. the details and people's eyeballs and like you could read the menus and the thing and whatever but i definitely noticed every wig yeah like really really noticeable wigs <laughs> but um so yeah i mean i think part of me really enjoys watching Films and, like, that... I, I Sometimes I feel like high def was a mistake. Like, mm. maybe we want to go back to that original, just shitty TV look. Never do it. No. <laughs> Never.
1: Well, I remember I was watching um, Return of the Jedi on Blu-ray, when it was first released on Blu-ray, and there's this one scene where Han is talking to lando and he's like take the falcon and you see the falcon in the background and i was like that is obviously a matte painting oh and it's just Aww. like you know it's like oh shit if george lucas sees this he's gonna fucking go in there and cgi it. oh no don't do it <laughs> but, it's so because i find he, that but, stuff charming but then, I find he, that stuff but very then he sold charming. it to disney so yeah
2: <laughs> i find that sort of thing incredibly charming and i yeah. don't want to i don't want people going over that with cg i don't want that
1: yeah no i don't want that either yeah yeah Chris also said regarding Avatar Two. Okay, Danielle, you can hate the kid. Also, the teen Navi saying bra or whatever it was they said. <laughs>
2: that was, you know what? I was all right with that. I was actually all right with that. I was okay with them using whatever slang they want. But uh, that kid just took me right out of it. What's wrong with him? There's something wrong with that kid.
1: Yeah. I still had fun watching that yeah. movie. Sure, sure. No, yeah. they'd
2: send you. Have every right to have fun mm-hmm. watching any film you want to watch.
1: We also heard from Clayton Schofield, Clayton
2: Schofield,
0: book club member. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, you holy gals. Me, am heart completely filled with sadness. Aww. How is possible to hate enemies more than this? <laughs> Me, am disgusted with trashy, forgettable episode. <laughs> and guess Hayden was so disappointing to so many booze. Boo! Me no listen I- to this anymore. Also, me believe Eric Powell Action Comics issue very poor. No fun at all. Avoid if possible. No go fine. Boo! Me also... This is so great. Me am also hate Mac Wagner's Trinity. Never read many times. Okay. Terrible take on Bizarro. Me am no recommend. More booze.
2: <laughs> that was great. That's amazing. Thank Man. you, Clay. Was, I love that. That was excellent. Way to go, man. Thank you for that. So
1: cute. It hurt my brain to read. No, it. i kidding. Our book club
2: members are the finest book club members yes, in the whole world. Yes, they really They are. really are. Awesome. Really good. I mean, that was terrible. I hated it.
0: <laughs> me i hate that yeah, yeah, yeah another shout out for the eric powell action comics and matt wagner's trinity i've never read that i've never read it either yeah i'll have to check that out that's a that's one I, it's i actually i need to read a lot more yeah. DC comics to be honest with you mm. all right and now we can go on to our next segment
2: what do you see what do you say yeah well i'm seeing that aubrey made us some really fun badges thank you aubrey oh you're very Those welcome are super oh, cute yeah, and i love you. them yeah
3: yeah
1: I love uh,
2: these badges. John, you got to post a picture of them. I
1: will, yeah. I had a little free time at work. so It was really nice. You know, Thank you. One. We're, We're 2 yeah. 12. Uh, <laughs> I have a what do you see, what do you see? Oh, say? what do you
2: got? What do you got? Okay,
1: I'm gonna, there's a little preface to okay. the story, okay? All right. So do you remember uh, when Blockbuster Video was shutting down and they would sell all their Blu-rays for like five for sure, or yeah. a dollar? Sure, yeah. So I, bu- I picked up a bunch, and one of them I just never got around to watching until this week. Okay. And this movie... You're gonna love this cast. All right, Chris Evans. Ooh, Idris Elba. All right, Zoe Saldana. Okay, not the Avengers. I promise. Is is it the one <laughs> uh, with the- Jeffrey Dean Morgan?
2: No, I know what this is. is it this those is losers? the losers. It is. It That's is. That's awesome. And I like that
1: movie. Ro- uh, Robert Patrick at the not Robert Patrick, Jason um, Patrick. Yes, as the scene
0: chewing bad guy. Oh right? man, yeah, he's yeah. used so much scenery. Oh. I
2: think he's originally supposed to be two guys.
0: Was right, he? and they uh, edited it the around that. Yeah, or in the comics, he's two. Guys. But you can see that oh, okay. sometimes
2: he wears different stuff, and I think he was supposed to originally be two different guys, but they edited that to I be think, a different thing. Right? I
0: think it's just a tribute to. him oh, okay. being two right. Two different guys in the comics. Okay, but well I, that's yeah. good. That's a good know. tribute. Your, your theory yeah. is also correct.
2: Um, I loved obviously like you know you uh, what I'm about to say before I say it. Evan's scene where he's doing the "Don't Stop Believing" thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's but,
1: that was great. So I was actually kind of enjoying this movie all the way up until like that third act reveal mm-hmm. where they revealed. Okay, spoilers.
0: Sure, sure, sure. For yeah, a movie that's 13, twenty years old, it's a comic It's based on a comic book, DC, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where Idris Elba character all of a sudden turns out to be working with the bad guys. That was great. I come on, fucking that hated whole movie that. is
2: corny <laughs> as hell. You know there was a corny twist coming. Oh, that was fantastic. No, I hated it. It was oh. great.
1: And then. They didn't even (laughs) kill Jason Patrick at the end of the movie. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs)
2: Did you think that Zoe Saldana was going to be also, what did you think? Like was going to happen with her character, because uh, she had me on the edge of my seat. She's she's well, really I mean, good. I, mean,
1: I liked what was going on with her character, yeah. but I just felt like the I was liking everything until all of a sudden it's like, hi, I'm Elba oh, Really, the bad
2: on. guy? Come yeah. on, he was ah, oh, come on.
0: No, I, I love that was this great because usually you're hating on the movie and that Aubrey's... whole
2: movie is stupid as hell. <laughs> but, but you have to you have to buy into it I for love, what it is. I,
0: no, but I just love <laughs> what's happening here. It's very enjoyable I mean, for me. I
1: was enjoying because. I was enjoying it as a dumb, fun action film, and I just like—that's like, exactly what it is. And then just like took that turn, and I'm just like, Fuck
2: that turn you. is part of the dumb, fun action film. <laughs> no, nope, I don't like it. He got to choose some scenery, though. Don't oh yeah, you love it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. Everybody in that movie was fucking fantastic. <laughs> Idris Elba is one of my top favorite actors of all oh, time. Yeah, he's yeah. great. You know? And Chris Evans and everybody, but it's just like, <sighs> I was—if they would just killed Jason Patrick at the end, I probably would have been happy. <laughs> <laughs> But at the end, it just got, as, as we finished watching it, I said to Kathy, I was like, I feel unfulfilled. Aww. And that just, movie was. And then I was just like, thought about it. I was like, this kind of feels like it would have been a pilot for a TV
0: show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: thought it was dumb from start to finish, and I loved every second of it. <sighs>
0: yeah, I remember enjoying that movie. I need to rewatch it. I would rewatch it. Yeah, I, I, I like the cast of that movie, too. Yeah. And like I said, like, I bought it at the blockbuster,
1: like, 10, 15 sure. years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. 10, 13 years ago. And I was just like,
3: oh,
0: yeah, I should probably watch this now. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it was a long time ago because it was right after we recorded the last show. But we kind of had a a book club field trip this we, last week. We did. We sure did. We, we all went to go see the Les Claypool Flying Frog Brigade excellent. concert.
2: Excellent show. Um,
0: oh, God, that was such a good show. So Les Claypool, uh, famously from Primus, um, but he has his own side projects. And one of them is the Flying Frog Brigade. And they play a bunch of so uh, they play a bunch of music from his other bands, uh, from his other solo stuff, and then they also play Pink Floyd's "Animals" and it's that entirety. was incredible. So that, that was really great. Was I've been a fan amazing. of uh,
2: the Flying Frog Brigade since like high school. Yeah. So to finally see them perform was amazing. I got to hear everything I wanted. I was so psyched about it. And at the end for the encore, I was like, please, 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 just like like psych- psychically begging fucking came out on stage with the whamola and i was like i lost my damn mind he fucking played whamola i lost my entire little mind it was amazing (laughs) but yeah to to hear them play animals in its entirety was also just an absolute life-changing experience really incredible
1: um yeah, because uh, I okay, so I've I've been a less Claypool fan ever since I heard Primus back in the early '90s. Sure, uh, since I was when I was in high school, uh, but then like I remember. Um, I've also been a huge fan of Pink Floyd, and somebody's like, yeah. "Hey, this is Les Claypool's other band, the Fearless Flying Frog Brigade, yeah. and they play Pink Floyd's Animals in its entirety. You should so listen to this. Oh, fucking good!" And they gave it to me for my birthday, and I was like, "Okay," I, I fucking jammed that CD for it's so good for yeah. fucking months.
2: Well, hearing it live is ser- it rearranged oh, my entire man, brain chemistry. So I mean, really.
0: Just seeing it live was amazing. Really incredible, yeah. yeah. And yeah. one of Les Claypool's side projects is with, uh, it's with Sean Lennon. Sean Lennon, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they had Sean Lennon as as the guitar player for the Frog Brigade on this tour. That was really cool. And then they Good played stuff. some songs from that. Yeah, they did. Um, they tease southbound pachyderm in the middle of of David McAllister yeah there was like a little tease for it that was that was a lot of fun anyway Anyway. it was a great show and and the venue we saw that was cool here in Houston so we all had a good time that was a lot of fun to hang out outside of super good recording the show it was really fun it was a lot of fun too and then it's just like it's like I was telling
1: you like at the show it's just like not only do they play animals it's like seeing like fucking Les Claypool deep cuts you know Cause yeah. like, absolutely because like I, I honestly never thought that I would see the Frog Brigade live Same. much less I, I never thought they would come to Houston for right. more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and holy fucking shit that was amazing really good really and good. animals is one of my favorite albums and pink floyd's you know never getting back together so we'll never see <laughs> it play alive so it's like the next best thing it's really like good. the closest you get to seeing it yeah. right right it's like when we saw the flaming lips do dark side of the moon about 10 years ago oh yeah mm, that was a good right. time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: but yeah get watching him play Wemel alive that oh. just absolutely scrambled my brains it was cool it was amazing
0: and he was wearing a disco ball hat <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was like a motorcycle helmet that was a disco ball or something. But like you
2: said, I mean, all the songs that he played that night were so yeah. incredible. Oh, so that was an amazing so experience.
0: Yeah, that was fun. I've also been uh, catching up on my comics. I have a bunch of comics. You know, we had Hayden Orr on last week. He's got his last book on Hayden the North. shelf. I remember. Yeah. Last, book, last on the- book on the shelf. Last book on the shelf podcast. I have a ton of comics that I buy. Not a ton. I would say... Maybe there are like,
2: some comics that you buy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that I don't read, right? you know what I mean? That And I just look at them on the shelf, and I'm like, oh, I need to get around to reading that. So um, I've been catching up on Black Hammer. Nice. So I read the first two omnibuses and the world of Black Hammer number one. I've read all, all of those in the last couple of days. Nice. Um, I need to get I, on my
2: new Avatar Yeah,
0: book. I had read the, the the first two before.
2: I was the last I ever been or not the blue cat people.
0: Sorry. No, 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 no! We all know it's all about the blue cat. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that you like. I'm just specifying. That's uh, all. You're specifying that you like that one. The with blue, blue cat All right. <laughs> <laughs> I had read Black Hammer before, but I I had kind of for, I wanted to re- refresh yeah. myself, so I started again at the beginning and read it all. Um, it was amazing. Uh, it, it, it highly recommended. I would I would love to have like I was. I was toying with having an episode with Mark where we just talk about it, like where we just have our own episode where we talk about like a big chunk of the comic. But it would be like well, a me small... and
2: Aubrey are going to go do an episode. It
0: would. <laughs> it's going to be ben. about like robots and. It's going to be yeah. about
2: how you guys didn't invite us to your episode. <laughs>
0: you, know, you guys. Suck. Well, you have to read all these comics, or you, I guess you could read it. No, oh, of no. course
2: not. I'm going to go do something else.
0: Okay, me read comics.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um... what, am I some kind of nerd? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, go ahead, John. Yes. You're going to read comics.
0: Um, and, uh, You're going to so, exclude people. Yes. And uh, I also got um, I got my Stomped issue.
2: Oh, oh yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I have a what do you see, what do you say.
0: What What is it?
2: Obviously, I'm very excited about this issue of Stomped, but I got to say, I am extremely excited about this Lobster Johnson drawing that came with it. John yes. got me a Lobster Johnson commission from Ross Radke.
1: Ross Radke. for club member. That's right. And, an and it is
2: the most incredible, amazing drawing of Lobster Johnson beating Nazis to death with a fucking luggage rack. Yeah. And I am so happy. I cannot wait to frame this up and hang it up right next to this page by Tanchi Zanich.
0: Yes, yes. That's a, a, one of our favorite references is uh, of the Lobster Johnson series is from Kaput Mortem, the one shot where... Yeah, there's a section where all he has is a luggage rack to fight with, and it's an amazing sequence. So I asked Ross to bring it to life from the full-on angle. It's so, fucking anyway.
2: amazing. Yeah. It looks so fucking great. It yeah. is so perfect. I'm so happy. I cannot wait to frame it. I'll put it in front and center right here in the living room. So excited.
1: Yeah, it's really good. It's so uh, good.
2: When yeah.
0: John was showing it to me, I was like, fuck, this is John, amazing. you got to
2: post it. You're going to po- scan yeah, it and post yeah. it. Yeah, I'm going right. to
0: post it. Um, also, uh, make sure to follow Ross. And check out his comic. Yes, definitely. Um, not only his comic Stomped, but also his webtoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I always link it in the show notes of this episode. But so you can Stumped check them out as well. Yeah, Stumped check is out awesome. Stumped. He included an awesome print with it. And, uh, you know, I kind of. You know, he's done it before, but it always kind of catches me off guard. We got in the extra special thanks. Aww. With that extra special thanks to the Hellway Book Club and Book Club member Comics. Aww, and so I got a little, funny. I, I, I got to admit, I got a little lump in my throat, you that's know, when sweet. I saw that. I thought it was very sweet. It's Aww. just like, it's awesome to support each other, you know what I mean? Yes. And yeah. He puts out some great comics, you know, so make mm-hmm. sure to follow him. And it's just, ah, it was I've awesome. i got his drawing
2: of us on the fridge. Yeah, yeah, we have we have uh, a. <laughs> you made the fridge.
0: Yeah, you made the fridge. Uh, from Stomped issue yeah, one. Yeah, from Stomped. Yeah. We have we're in one we're panel. In we're in there. Yeah, awesome.
2: We're looking horrified. <laughs>
0: <laughs> justice league we're continuing to watch that mm-hmm. um we got to the end of season two where they have the batman beyond yes, episode yes! type of thing i could not wait to get to that episode i was so, so really excited yeah, so we just started season three i was like john and, uh, you have to yeah. actually
2: watch this one you have to watch it
0: it's good it's good so yeah. good continuing to enjoy that yeah. awesome
1: that was a good episode and it was supposed to be like They originally weren't going to get a third season, so that was going to be the end of the show and the end of the Batman Beyond because they didn't get an end to Batman Beyond. Oh,
0: okay. Wow. I didn't know that. Nice. You should also watch
1: Batman Beyond.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, didn't we watch the whole thing?
2: I was going to say, I thought I showed that to you. Yeah, no, I think. I'm pretty sure I showed you that. Because I I remember I wanted to get to the movie uh, where Henry Rollins provides a voice. Yes,
0: yes. So And uh, you were like,
2: what is the backstory of this? And I was like, you've never seen this, and I think I made you watch it.
0: No, but when it came. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, no, we watched the entire Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond. Yeah, because
2: Batman Beyond. uh, Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't have let you get this far without watching that, I think.
0: So
1: guys, you remember how we were reading Salt Magic last year? Yeah, yeah. And we recommended it, and we got that little review from the from the girl. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, it's like her favorite book. And Kathy was like wondering if there's other books like of that for her age group, and it was like, I couldn't think of anything right off the top of my head. I was wondering if the book club had any recommendations. Let's for ask a nine the book club members yeah, uh,
2: a recommendations a for a nine year old girl who liked Salt Magic. Yeah, yes.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Um, I haven't read that Tegan and Sarah one yet. I don't know if that's like a because it's called high school, so mm, it yeah. might be too much for a nine year old. Right, you know? so, that might be a little bit. So I, I don't know. know. Um, we'll put it out there to the book club members. I'll try to do a little bit of research too, because I know I know Hope Larson and, Re- and Rebecca Mock have done some other comics, yeah. so it might be good to check out like maybe their back catalog.
1: I think that she's actually done some of the back catalog. Oh wow, yeah. really? Mm-hmm.
2: Salt Magic wow. is amazing. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender is great. Okay. Oh okay, I think that's yeah. the age group. Yeah, okay.
0: that's that, That's a similar age group, and the comics are really good. Yeah, comics is so. good. The
2: animated show is awesome.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. L- let us know, everybody, if you have any recommendations. Oh, you know when the West, the one that Wes was talking about too, about the dragons or whatever. I have to go back and uh, oh, yeah. I linked it. And I linked it in a previous episode. Okay. Yeah. So I remember that now. Anyway, yeah. th- those might be some good ones to check out. But let us know. All right. Awesome. All right. And now we're gonna go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week, we're continuing our discussion of All-Star Superman. This week, we discuss issues 9 and 10. Issue 9 was published in November 2007, written by Grant Morrison, art by Frank Quietly, and inks and colors by Jamie Grant. Um, You know, when I was editing the episode last week, I noticed that there were a couple times where I misgendered Grant Morrison.
2: Oh, yes. So,
0: I just want to, like... And I was actually thinking about going back and re-recording that part, but it was going to sound all weird. It was going to be all Mr. Mr. Black Black. or whatever (laughs) in the middle of the episode. So
2: Once we learned that this is – I think we did previously learn it, but maybe we forgot it. And you know what? We're very sorry, and we're going to go ahead and from here on out and not do that. So we absolutely respect uh, Grant Morrison's pronouns, and uh, we do apologize for that oversight. That was not intentional at all.
0: I just caught that and I was like, man, I need to make a note on that for next week.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, let's go ahead and we're gonna do better.
0: So uh, I want to talk about the issue nine cover. This issue nine cover, I, I really like this. I think it's hilarious. There's, it, it, it's like there's a little bit of Clark in Superman. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Absolutely. The way that he's kind of reeling back from that punch, he looks a little goofy. You know what I mean? He looks well, a little bit. Well, he's so lo- surprised. I mean, yeah. he would be. But th- this doesn't happen in the comic either. Like, this exact scene doesn't happen. No, so, it's great. I just think it's kind of That's what the covers you know? are for. It, it kind of yeah, like yeah. harkens to that Silver Age style, which we've talked about. I know Lewis is Absolute- all like, hey, glee off him, man. <laughs> sure,
2: sure. He said no pickles. Absolute worst outfit of all time, though. When that is just a criminal fucking outfit.
0: Which one? For Lois? For for Lois. Oh, okay, yeah.
2: The Kryptonians' outfits are what they are. I don't know if that's good fashion or not for a Kryptonian. (laughs) It
0: was the early 2000s, all right? That
2: is a really bad fucking outfit, though. As far as Earthling outfits go, that is (laughs) not a good fucking outfit.
0: So, previously on All-Star Superman, Superman escaped the bizarro world on a makeshift rocket. And so, that brings us right into this opening page, right? It's funny because he's like he like he crashed on Earth the first time, you know, yeah. in mean? the rocket, and his parents found him. But instead, like he's found by people setting up an old timey circus tent. Okay, I thought that was kind of that's, weird, that's but cute. I but I thought maybe it was like a reference to like he he's like a strong man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Is that what that's supposed to be? Or sure. I don't know. I, I just, believe that. That's I cute. just thought it was like a circus. <laughs> Yeah, but, but I he was is like, a strong man. But, he looks yeah. like
2: a st- old timey strong man. Yeah, that's cute. That's I didn't think about of, that, that that's but I like that's what like they that. would wear or whatever. It is.
1: Well, I like how um,
2: I like his body language. He's just like, sorry, guys. <laughs>
1: we know that they made that vehicle out of trash, right? In the last yeah. uh, issue, and like you're sitting there, it's like it's barely anything. It's, it's just a little scrap pile of trash. The
0: <laughs> and he's
1: like, "Sorry if I startled you, folks."
2: Hey guys,
0: I love that because um, at the end of the last issue, he was so. Deteriorated and could barely ah, stand, yeah, looks, and everything. And now he's like back at the full sun power and everything. You know what I mean? It's really good. As Superman flies off, one of the workers says, "Guess he hasn't heard about his replacements." As Superman approaches Metropolis, he notices it. It looks like Krypton's architecture. He's like those crystal spires or whatever. We see them all over. It's the architect of my planet, my native planet, Krypton. (laughs) He's like whispering to himself and then he's like yelling. I like this imagery too of the daily planet. Like the planet part of it is inside one of those spires. You know what I mean? We learned that the crew there at the planet thought that Clark was dead. He's been gone for two months. I like Clark's line. He's like, oh, I got trapped in the closet during the Bizarro invasion. With three unopened Thanksgiving baskets and the complete works of Shakespeare. For and sh- a toilet. <laughs> a working toilet. Right. Fortunately, Superman heard my cries for help. And, well, here I am. And he's like pushing. Ah, hi, Lois. He's pushing his glasses up like that. Like, I love all that. You know what I mean? Her it's all fucking face. Her <laughs> reaction to that. Well, and she just goes, Superman's alive. Like, she doesn't acknowledge Clark. Yeah. At all. Yeah.
2: Has he seen this newspaper?
0: Right. Earth's New Champions. And we see the New Kryptonians on there. We get this incredible two pa- uh, double splash page yeah. um, as we meet the two Kryptonians, bar L and Lilo. I love all the detail in this top panel. It's God, it's incredible. Amazing. Yeah, the
1: detail in every one of these panels is amazing.
0: <laughs> this is a fun scene. I, I like this. So they're like... They're saving a town from a volcano. They're helping them. And they're, like, uh, carving, like, so that the way the volcano will, like, fall all in on itself. I think that's really neat. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, would that work? Is that, like, know. a thing? I don't that's know. That's interesting. So, I like the use of their powers. Obviously, they have the same powers as Superman. They're just in the middle of the lava talking, having this moment. When did your eyes become green? They seem more dazzling than ever. And she's like, if you insist. Like, she, like I just love their... Their banter. There. Yeah. Exactly. They're almost like a Gomez Morticia type sure. of thing or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Um, I really enjoy all of this. But one of the things that he says is, when did your eyes become green? That's that's a little clue, right? It's a, sure, it's a little yeah. line, but it but it's, but it's yeah. a clue to, to what is going to happen later.
2: Though he's talking about the we're going to put the capital of New Krypton here.
0: Right? It's not till the end that we learn their intentions are kind of. We're like, yeah, oh, like oh, wait, I don't I guess like this. They're yeah. shits, I guess. You know, yeah. I and mean, they're bad guys. She's like, Well,
2: wh- we could just as easily clear out the apes out of Metropolis and build there. So I was
0: wondering, like, why do, why are they Fucking... saving these people? Then, you see, I don't think that they're
1: bad as you would think like you know bad people they're just they're jerks yeah it's it's, it's kind of like you know you like you would be like clearing out like a rat's nest or something like that okay you know? yeah yeah like
0: you know i mean they see themselves as superior yeah but they're not like they're still they're like well i guess we'll save these people yeah i know? don't get
2: why they did that either though because if they're just like ah, we'll just clear all the trash out of Metropolis and build it there, and then but here they're like saving this village.
0: Well, she's saying we might as well do that. So like, I, I think like he's looking for a new spot for uh-huh. the new Krypton, and right. she's like, well, why don't we just do it over there where they have this sweet spot over there? Sure. So like, yeah. they they are conquerors, but it doesn't seem like th- I, they. It's I like they know. haven't decided if they want to be it's, genocidal or not. It seems very. <laughs> It's like they're not like arbitrary. They're not as bad as Zod. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But Superman doesn't hear what they say. He just sees them saving these people.
2: Hey there, need any help?
0: So when he comes up, he does that, right? And they don't even acknowledge him at all.
2: Well, they do acknowledge him, but in the most passive-aggressive right. like middle schooler way. <laughs> Did you hear something? I think it was the wind. Right. Like... where did you get that from? Kindergarten? <laughs> <laughs> what was that?
0: But I like how Superman ignores this, and he still enthusiastically greets yeah. yeah. them. It turns out that they're famous lost Kryptonian astronauts who got lost in space, and I guess they're just coming down now. It kind of reminds me of Planet of the Apes, right? Isn't that yeah. like what Planet of the Apes is or something?
2: That's great. Well, is it? I guess so. Yeah.
0: Right? Isn't Nate. it similar to that? Okay. I
2: didn't think about that. I love it.
0: But this is their first appearance. They, they haven't been in any other comics.
2: Right. He's, he's super psyched. He's like, oh, I can't believe I'm meeting living history. The first astronauts from planet Krypton who drifted lost in space for decades. So I, we get a little bit of like what that's. <laughs> right. But they're just like, oh, don't patronize yeah. us. We know who you are.
0: Right. Son. So they know who his dad is, and they weren't too impressed with Jarrell. No. He's
2: just a dumb scientist. Oh, like the scientists that launched you into space? Right. Okay. Wouldn't that make them scientists if they're astronauts? Astronauts are... Are they... They're just like in the Air Force, I guess. And they're, I don't know. Wouldn't they have to be scientists of some sort? You have to be really well, good at math to be an astronaut, it
1: depends, don't you? But it, well, that's I mean, on the, Earth. The pilots usually aren't scientists mostly. They're just. They still like,
2: have to know about science to go into space. Well, in some regard. Sure. Anyway, I just found that yeah. a little bit odd.
0: A young and ineffectual dreamer, Lilo, says The son follows the father, Baral follows. They're disappointed that Superman hasn't conquered Earth.
2: Well, I like this at the beginning of this page when he's like, I don't know why you bothered coming back. Why did you bother? And He goes, I was raised on this planet. This is my home. Right. He's yeah. getting a little bit like, hey, shut yeah, the fuck up yeah. there. You know, like, well, hold on. You're, and- it's kind of starting to piss him off a little bit, which right. I really like that sudden change of like, hey, don't talk shit about Earth.
1: Yeah, and then he's all like, you could have built a new Krypton in this squalor. And he's like, that's not fair. What right do I have to impose my values on anyone else?
2: He's like, exactly. I don't like that at right. all. I don't. I don't care for that shit <laughs> at all. He says, "What
0: right do I have?" That, right. That's important, you know. That he says. Something. I kind
2: of like how pissy these two are. I kind of <laughs> like how you know yeah, what I mean. They're I kind like of it. like
0: they're they're haughty. It's fun, you know. They're like. Stuck up. yeah. You know, I mean, it, I don't
2: it, like it, but I, I it like that that's the character. Fun. Yes. Yeah, it it's it's fun. an interesting characterization that I kind of was like, oh.
0: <laughs> we also see that they've taken over the Fortress of Solitude. You
2: shouldn't have left this key lying around. Exactly. That they can easily pick up. <laughs> right. <laughs> he didn't think about what would happen if astronauts kryptonian. that were lost in space would come at, back. Well, kryptonian astronauts okay. And pick I up this key. I
0: want to talk about this. So in All-Star Superman issue two, um, when he's talking to Lois about the key, he says when future super people enter the fortress, he wants them to know how it felt like to live at the dawn of the age of superheroes. That was his intention with uh-huh. that. But here, we see that their real reaction was like, whatever, you know? What I mean? Exactly, you know what I mean? Which is, <laughs> I think that's funny. Like, he had this very noble, like, ah, oh, they're gonna go in this and they're gonna be inspired by what it
2: was like to live. And they're like, live. get rid of this, yeah. get rid of that. <laughs> this is trash, we're just gonna replace this. And they hand the very heavy key to this robot who obviously oh, cannot hold yeah. so his whole arm <laughs> falls to the ground and Superman's like helping the robot uh, I thought that was a sweet little touch that yeah. he was trying to help this robot
1: and all the while Bar-El is talking about our right as superior beings and Kryptonian culture what other right do we have exactly
0: right and this is like the fuck uncont-
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, but Yeah, fuck a-
2: right off. The so- uncontested superiority and grandeur and of Kryptonian culture. Right. And it's I can see how but that's what I was talking about. Like last episode, that's what makes Superman so special to so many people is that he could very well have looked at Earth and the inhabitants of Earth sure. and said, Wow, they should all be obliterated. Gross. Disgusting. But he doesn't. Instead he goes, They all deserve to be saved. Each and every one of them. I'm gonna save all of them and that's what makes him special. So we see these two coming at it from the angle of like, ugh, yeah, this yeah. all needs to be rearranged. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's, that's it's a really interesting dynamic between the two of them. He's kind of falling behind them like, wait, wait hey, hang yeah, on a minute, yeah. this is not... Yeah.
0: They've replaced the statue of his parents with a statue of them, and when they see the bottle city of Candor, they're like, great row, a jar full of our people? It's beyond perverse. So, I did want to mention this. Rao is the star that Krypton orbits. Right. And it's also later written into the Superman mythology as the name of a Kryptonian deity, the personification of their son, worshipped as a god of light and life. And so they use it as an, as an exclamation, like Great Rao or whatever.
2: Well, didn't he say Great Sons in the last
0: Yeah. Episode? Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, don't forget Jor-El was a
1: part of that Sons of the Knights of Ra- Rao in that uh, whatever yeah. happened to them. No for the man who has
0: everything. Comic. Oh, you're right. Good job there, Aubrey. It's I love cool that. A little bit
2: of like culture yeah. lore. I like that. And I like cultural lore. You like that, guys? I mm-hmm. do love it. I like I like a video game where you pick up an object and it opens a new screen and tells you all about it. Several paragraphs about <laughs> this thing you just picked up. That's my shit.
0: That's good. So I like that. And the fent- It's like a
2: fragment of pottery and you're like, "What about it, John?" I love it. Yeah. Don't skip that part. I'm reading it.
0: Oh, you're watching me play it, yeah. I? Okay, and
2: you're skipping it. I'm, like, hey, I'm reading this. You're reading <laughs> this. <laughs> Watch out
0: on the Resident Evil games. Sometimes you can turn it around, and oh, there's like I a love lo- turning
2: it around. And
0: there's a but sometimes uh-huh. there'll be a, there's a clue. something there. Sometimes most of the time there's not, but every once in a while there's a little. So clue. many games are like this. And
2: you go, oh, I love it. I love rotating an object <laughs> in my mind, be it in my mind or on the TV screen.
0: <laughs> on the television, yeah. And so they also see the Phantom Zone projector. And they're like, yes. even these Kryptonian criminals are better than those human apes. You know what I mean? They're like, why do you have them in here? You know, they they have more of a right to be out here than the, no. than the humans or whatever. I love
2: right? this fucking thing. I love that we get this object in here. Yeah. Aubrey, what do you think about this? Oh, it's
0: great. Yeah. Superman says, I'm sorry you both feel this way. I hoped maybe you could replace me if anything happened to me. But I don't think you have the best interests of this planet at heart, do you?
2: I like his indignant body language yeah. and facial expression. Exactly. Really good. He's he's about to fight these guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Barrow is like, and this is you puffing up your chest at me now, is it? You betrayed your heritage. You went native. Ooh,
2: that's not a good phrase. It's not. To use. That's uh we don't that's We don't like that. Yeah, we don't like that. That's that's racist.
0: It is. Yeah. And then he beats the shit out of Superman. Yeah,
2: he sure does. Look at the surprise in Superman's face when he's getting punched in the gut here. It's like, that's intense, man.
0: The motion is really awesome, too, from Barrow. Yeah. Um, And, like, you can even see um, Lilo in the background, you know. She's, like, super pumped. And all the criminals in the Phantom Zone projector, they're watching this. And they're like, yeah, get him. I like that little detail. They fucking fly Superman out. I love this panel. Pull like, him out into space. You pull all the way back, and they're just like little squibbles. Fucking... You know what I mean? It's like that is so cool. Um, and they just throw him into the moon, and they break the moon. They crack the moon by doing that.
2: They cracked it, and, and that's they... the first thing he said. Like because he they throw him into the moon, and they pick him back up and throw him back down into Earth. He lands on Earth and he's like, the first thing he says, he's like, ah, oh, the moon.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, no. What have you done? You've broken the moon, not the moon. Like, that's all he's thinking about. He's not thinking about how he just got his ass beat. Yeah. He's thinking about, ah, oh, the moon. This is going to do. be horrible. Don't do this. Catastrophic, right? Yeah. yeah. So they're like, you can leave saving the world to us. I'll hail new Krypton. There you go. So, yeah. I this guess. is the
0: turn where he's like, yeah, we're bad guys. We're going to, right. you know, we're going I mean, to. We-
2: we knew the whole time they were going to do this, but I guess it was unclear. Like, why are they saving these people and then talking about obliterating these other people? Yeah. Or just maybe just running them out of the city, I guess? I don't know. I, think... I don't know. Why are they trying to save these people if they hate them so much? Exactly. Well, then
0: the, uh, the action is tremendous yes, in this, first the action of all, is tremendous I mean? in this. where they throw them around and It everything. looks
2: incredible.
0: Yeah, I really enjoy all this. I mean, it's not it, its not enjoyable because Superman's getting beat up, but it's also its awesome. On a meta level, yeah, I, mean, I, yeah.
2: I looked over these pages several times just, just looking at them and not reading them and just yeah. looking at the art.
0: Yeah, and we, we talked about this when we talked about um, a lot of the Lawrence Campbell stuff on the Hellboy series, but mm-hmm. where they pull way back and they show the scale of these things. Yeah. Because because yeah. these, these characters are so strong, and they're able to... You know, they put the moon back together using all the bridges from Earth. You know, we see the like, fucking, the fucking Golden Gate don't bridges there. do do that. Um, but, like, so this is another part. I was like, well, why are they doing this, What are then? they doing? Why do they go back and save the moon? You know, is it, I yeah. guess, because they want to inhabit the Earth? And they're like, wait a minute, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Or, mm. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. well,
2: that's... The, I mean, the Earth cannot be what it is without the moon, obviously. So, like,
0: so. Uh, I just... F- feel like they're dumb or they're, they're dumb they're they are dumb they they do not think about what they do before no. they do it you yeah, know no, what they're i mean like that's children. exactly because they're like oh the volcano's going off let's save these people and maybe maybe saving the people from that volcano is just like a game to them uh,
2: maybe and they're yeah. just like
0: oh here's something that we can have fun and fuck around with and use our powers and then they're like yeah we're gonna build new krypton here and she's like well maybe we should just do it over there and then he's like yeah we are gonna do it maybe over
2: we should there. crack them in half oh we can't do that because uh, the world will not be yeah, inhabitable exactly. so we have to fix that it's but just I, very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because I they're like, we can save the world from you? From who? <laughs> You're the one causing all the problems. Don't do it.
0: I also I was looking for this phrase, you can leave saving the world to us. I thought is that something that Superman says? You can leave saving the world to me.
2: Does he say I, that? At I, all?
0: I thought it's I thought it was from something, but I couldn't find a reference oh, to it. You so you maybe would I say just that. maybe I just made it up in my head. That it sounds like something Superman would say. He yeah, always says like this is a job for this Superman. This a job for Superman. Right, Superman. Yeah.
2: You're right about the scale though. Um it's very difficult to show. Yeah. Scale to be so this is um I'm going to I'm going to say it. It's masterful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> The scene at the Daily Planet is really... See the big scar
2: on the moon here? I would be so fucking mad at anybody who did that. Oh, I would be the Lex Luthor to these guys. I would make it my mission to bring them down. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, they'd be like, why are you doing this? I'd be like, you fucked up the moon. Yeah. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Assholes. Yeah.
0: The scene at the Daily Planet is really fun. Jimmy Olsen comes in with the belt underwear combo over his clothes. It's a
2: terrible outfit, but it's not as bad as Lois's outfit.
0: (laughs) I'm going to disagree there.
2: I don't think... I, I... I really think that's close. Wow. That's what? a bad outfit she's tell, got on. Tell
0: me what's bad about it. It the color is the everything
2: cool. about this. <laughs> everything about this. It's a fatigues dress. She's got on a shirt and pants under the dress. It's not good. Mm. Anyway, continue.
0: But Jimmy Olsen, he thinks that the underwear belt is like the height of Kryptonian fashion or something like He's that. He's looking so, good. Yeah. He's looking
2: terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You say you don't like argyle socks.
1: Although, if you put him the the coat he stole from Quentin on
0: him, he might look, might look better. Oh, oh no! Okay, there you go. Oh
2: no! Does he still have that coat? You think?
0: Maybe we do get this part where Lombard he's playing a joke on Clark, or like a really mean oh, joke. I, he's trying yeah. to like light him on fire.
2: You can't light a person on fire. That's assault.
0: But so I don't know if you caught this. Then when Lombard is laughing, he uses his heat vision. On oh yeah. Him. And sets his toupee on fire, <laughs> so you kind of like see that little detail there. And in the Silver Age comics, he would do stuff like that sometimes, where he would like get somebody back or um, something like that.
2: I like the little yeah, the ignition sparks around his eyes. But you can't just set a person on fire. Yeah. I mean, that's I think well deserved that he got him back. But I
0: like where he's like, your hairpiece is on fire, and he's like, what the hell are you insinuating? How dare I don't you? Wear you. <laughs> anyway. It's
2: okay for literally anyone to wear any type of wig or hair extension we totally support that for literally any reason
1: but i like how um cat grants in the back she's filling the cup with water and she just goes over
3: there
0: oh oh that's a great (laughs) detail yeah she saw the whole thing that's funny i love this next scene because then the kryptonians show up and like so this is where superman hangs out
2: It looks like they're just watching some sort of sitcom.
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) And so in my mind, I'm like, oh shit, they're going to expose him to everyone in the Daily Planet. Right. He goes, what kind of self-loathing degenerate disguises his true nature to snort and snuffle among the subhumans? Have you abandoned all dignity? And then Lombard is like, you got the wrong guy, bar I may have all the moves, but I ain't Superman.
2: Nice.
0: Because you could interpret the hairpiece as he's disguising himself. Yeah. So he thinks that he's talking to... Ah, it's brilliant. It's really good. I love that. I love that. And
2: right as he's about to correct him, something happens.
0: Right. So Clark makes his exit because he's got the nosebleed. Like you said, right before they could expose him, they fall out of the sky.
2: He could tell that was going to happen, I think, because that's why he left.
0: Right. And he catches Lilo right before she hits the ground. And then Barrel's like, take your hands off of her. Take your naked hands away from her. Yeah.
2: Which is, is that like a cultural thing? Cause they have gloves on.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't know.
2: It says uh, maybe like culturally he's touching her without gloves on, and that's that's a you know maybe, they maybe. shouldn't do that or something maybe culturally insensitive.
0: Maybe they're they're just really germ aware. Mm. <laughs> no, there you go.
2: <laughs> maybe.
0: So Superman examines Lilo with that blue vision. We've seen him use it a couple times. What's the X-ray vision? Yeah, the X-ray vision. As far as I can guess, you pass through a certain radioactive cloud in space, which causes the minerals in your bodies to turn into toxic kryptonite. It can't kill me anymore, but it was weakening me. As for you, I'm afraid your own bodies are poisoning you, bar
2: That's got to be a little bit more than just X-ray vision, because if he can tell specifically what minerals right, are there yeah. and like what the constitution of that is like what chemicals and such
0: well we'll, we'll, we'll see a little bit more of this next issue yeah. too you can see like the atomic oh, makeup yeah. of stuff well i mean atomic vision i
1: know we call it i, I call it the x-ray vision sure. that's what they call it but i mean it's more like i'm pretty sure superman can see the entire spectrum of light Yeah. yeah um, yeah yeah you know all the way from gamma rays to X-rays I'm saying not you know, just light. I'm saying you know. like
2: on an atomic level. Well, I'm just saying, and then he's also got his, on. he's got his telescopic
1: vision. Telescopic vision, yeah. You know, so he's got to like, it's like he uses it all in tandem together. Yeah. But
2: he's trained himself to see the difference between different types of atoms, which yeah. is fascinating to me. He's got to be super smart as well as super in general.
1: And, you know, he was just looking at the minerals so, in yeah. their body, so it's not as small as, like, seeing an atom. But, like, he was also—well, he also can look down and see his own cells his, exploding. <laughs>
2: he can see his own DNA, yeah. yeah. That's, like, messed up. Anyway, but how incredible—I mean, he's got incredible psychic prowess as well. Like, if that happened to me, if I could see all that all the time, I don't think I'd want to be alive. That would seem like a horrific—horrifying existence. Right. Well, that's what a kind horrifying of like that, existence.
0: Um, they, they kind of touch on that on Man of Steel when he's a little kid and yeah. he can like see everybody's yeah. organs and everything. He and... manages
2: to center himself like a freaking Buddha. Right. I yeah. mean that would take that level of dedication to they... <clears throat> being calm about that, all that.
1: They had a, um, an entire episode of Smallville in like the first or second season all about his x-ray vision and his coping with sure. being able to that power coming into it yeah. and all that. I mean yeah. the
2: idea of Watching people decay in front of you, yeah, all the time. Like he's talking about watching skin cells fly fly off of people all right, the time. Yeah. Like that just seems like I don't know. I, I I never really thought about it before, but I think that that's um another reason to admire him. He stays so calm all the time when at any given moment I would just be in a permanent state of panic, right? You know what I mean? I just think that that's that's uh, interesting to think about that he's manages to be so kind. All the time, all throughout, all of these abilities would psychically crush anyone else. I don't know. This is interesting. Yeah. I don't know.
0: So they're deteriorating pretty quickly. Barrel is like, but we've come so far. We survived the death of Krypton together. And Superman's like, I know. Let me help. There's always a way.
2: There's always a so way. So even
0: then, you know what I mean? And then, he had, And he's like, I don't need your kind of help. Uh, but then it, things get pretty desperate. They both go blind, and it's pretty yeah. horrific. You know yeah. what it I really mean? Is. Even for like these characters that are despisable, you know what I mean? They yeah. they also like um, you
2: don't. I mean, you don't want to see that happen. Yeah, to anybody.
0: yeah, yeah. It seems pretty tragic. You know what I mean?
2: So, are there any storylines in any that have been published that where people are worshiping Superman as a god because he's like omnipotent? He's just like got unending strength right. he's i mean i
0: don't know there probably is. there probably is yeah someone yeah.
1: yeah i know in superman returns they try to make it like a christ allegory yeah sure sure sure. Yeah. i just mean like for real
2: for real like yeah. are there any societies that are going hey this guy sees and hears absolutely everything and there's nothing he can't lift or do he's super fast and super right. strong and wouldn't i mean there would be wouldn't there be like a an entire population of people sure. that be like yeah. oh this is a god yeah
1: yeah Back to this little story here. I um yeah I like how um, these guys have been dicks the whole time the whole to him, time, and he's still trying to help them. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's just like, "Hey, you know, let me help you." You know, you guys are you guys are about to die. He's being right. super sweet and super yeah.
2: kind and really just very compassionate. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like,
1: well, is to something... have
2: the patience and compassion that he's got.
1: Yeah, and it was actually I was mentioning this to John uh, right, right when I got here. It's just like. There's one thing I really kind of enjoy about this entire series is Superman, there's barely any fighting in this comic. Yeah. There really hasn't been. You yeah, know, was, I mean, most of the time when you think of a Superman comic, you know, people want to do like, oh, look at him do all this powerful, beaten up shit and all that. But this one is like, no, he's fighting different ways. I mean, granted, there are punches stone here and there. He does some incredible shit there. Yeah. yeah. But he, it, And I like, I, I really like this because it's just like, you know, Superman isn't just. A fight you beating stuff up yeah, yeah. you know he's, he's not about you know like no fighting first he's like you know hey let's let's work through this yeah he will if he
2: has to but what yeah. makes superman special is his his um desire for peace yeah. and compassion yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah and i think <laughs> that comes comes through very well in this book yeah it really does
2: he wants peace but if you're not gonna have peace he's gonna take care of it yeah which is yeah that's interesting
0: so we get this scene with Barrel and Lilo, he's got them hooked up to some sort of like their minds are being visualized in this globe and so he can talk to them that way, but their bodies are pretty much like almost dead, yeah. you know.
2: He can he can <clears throat> see and hear you on the thought screen. It's and, a big orb of smoky that's cool.
0: Yeah. And Barell's like, Superman, after all I've done, still you show me kindness. And he goes, My earth parents taught me respect for my elders. They're not all barbarians, Barrel. He says, I'm proud to call you my kin. Krypton's great heart lives on in you.
3: Aww.
0: And so he's like, I am a scientist's son, you know? Because he said that he takes after his father, right? So... Um, my nature is is to observe and to learn and not to interfere too much. Perhaps I could have done more. He basically gives them the, this choice. He tells them that the ray will dematerialize your bodies into the Phantom Zone forever. I thought this was a cute moment because the, the, uh, this couple—they've been very, you know, like we were saying earlier. You know, they have kind of like this chemistry. And yeah. So you know, he's like, "Well, put my hand in hers because their bodies—they can't do anything of anymore. So Superman's got to do it for yeah. them." And then they're like another big adventure, my love. And where you go, I go. We go together, right? So they, I, I like that whole spirit of their relationship. I think is also kind of cute. So Superman's like, if I have time, if I can, if I still have time, I promise I'll find a way to restore you both. Until then, the Phantom Zone will have some law and order at last. I love the button pushing. We talked. We've mm-hmm. talked about that before. Like, with, like a satisfying click or a button push there. Curse of the Replacement Superman. Although they're like, all right, fuckers, time to get in line. (laughs) (laughs) Really good, yeah. I love the reaction of all the Phantom Zone criminals too. That was a lot of fun. So one thing that kind of threw me off a little bit was like, okay, so there's a radioactive cloud of kryptonite. Like, where did that come from? You know what I mean? Like, it seemed kind of like a convenient thing, well, right? I'm okay I thought he said with it.
1: I thought he said he passed through some sort of radioactive stream that turned the minerals in your body to kryptonite. Oh, okay, is that what it was? Yeah, because they have like you know the minerals from krypton. Because like Clark wasn't, I mean, he was like only on krypton for like a millisecond, being a baby.
0: Right. Right. So, but one thing I was reading about on that comics forum that I mentioned last week was. Um, the original Monel story is a similar thing. Monel is from Krypton. He gets some sort of Kryptonian poisoning from being on Earth and then they have to put him in the Phantom Zone. Okay. So and and I think there's a couple other Silver Age stories that also I think there's a supergirl story that does a similar so thing. the Phantom Zone with you. So it's kind of like it's it's one of those Silver Age tropes. Just okay. like the Jimmy Olsen stuff and all of that kind of stuff. So Don't
2: put the cat back on the toothpaste? Phantom Zone yeah
0: (laughs) don't wash your hands after you use the bathroom phantom zone that plot device is kind of a
1: tribute to those those types of stories put your
2: shoes on my fucking couch
1: oh you know you're going to the phantom zone you
0: know you're going to the phantom zone all right uh going on to issue 10 awesome cover here so uh i like this issue it's kind of like a series of vignettes right so we're kind of jumping around in time we're seeing as superman goes along his day all the things that he's doing. So the first thing that he does, I guess, um, does he take these kids on a field trip? Does he have the kids in the bus, or I'm assuming so. Yeah. Oh,
2: does he? Is that what he's doing? Okay. I, I, I guess
0: so. Right. He's bringing them back from to the hospital, Aww. you know, from maybe seeing some of the wonders of the world or whatever. Oh yeah, because
1: like, look, this one little kid's drawing the pyramids and Superman with the bus, and like, apparently he took him to the Leaning Tower of Pisa and the Opera House in Sydney. Oh,
2: that's really cute. Oh, good oh, job look there, at Aubrey. The drawings. Yeah,
0: the little kid is drawing Man. the panel that the top panel.
2: That's so cute.
0: That's amazing.
2: Aww. Great job
0: there, Aubrey. That's really good. That's great. I've read this comic a zillion times, and that's the first time I've spotted that. Yeah. That's
2: why it's a book club.
0: We cut over to Superman. He's recording his last will, right? This reveal panel of him sitting there in the chair, you know, and he's recording through this, like, mind device that he's got on. There's, like, I don't know. This page, like, blew me away. Superman's last will and testament. It's so dramatic and cool, and I just love the depiction of Superman and...
2: I like uh, that his costume always looks like it's actually made of fabric. I think yeah, that's what really I yeah. You
1: know? yeah, it is. This Kryptonian writing he's doing, I'm pretty sure that might have first been introduced in the show Smallville.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Oh. Yeah. I it could, looks um, really fucking cool the yeah. way that it's being. Um,
1: I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, there's an actual translation for it.
2: Nice. I like the way that it, it really looks like it's being lasered into this yeah. stone yeah. wall. It's a really great like depiction. it's really. Um, Well done, like the... uh... Colors by Jamie Grant. I was going to say, yeah, the the colors are really doing a lot there. It looks fantastic.
0: Superman, as he's writing, he recalls the time trailer Samson told him that he'd complete 12 legendary super challenges before his death. By my reckoning, I've accomplished seven so far. All right? So I looked at the list of the super feats. So these are the seven that he's accomplished so far. He saved the first man mission to the sun. He brewed the super elixir. He answered the unanswerable question. He chained the Chronovore. He saved Earth from the Bizarro Home. He returned from the Underverse, and then Number Seven is he creates life, which he's about to do I'm on the next page. Do, yeah. So maybe it was already happening, or I don't know. You yeah. know, who knows how long he's been working on that working project? On right? that. No time to lose. That panel where he's like looking at his hand, like he's looking at the microscopic. Yes. He's looking at his cells, you know, deteriorating and exploding and all that. Well, that also, and he's covered in sweat. Yeah, yeah. So we cut over to the Bottle City of Kandor, and we meet Van Z. So he first appeared in Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, number 15 from 1960. He was a native of the Bottle City of Kandor and a cousin of Superman. He once used the enlar- enlarging ray from the scientist Zat Kool to grow in size and leave the city. He met Lois Lane and became enamored with her. He occasionally operated at Superman's Double when the Man of Steel was unavailable, Sometime later, Van took on the role of Nightwing from Nightwing and Firebird, the Kryptonian superheroes. So we see the Bottle City. We get the idea here that they're getting ready for some big ceremony, right? Something important is about to happen. We also see that um, Superman and Leo Quintum are getting ready to meet with them. So something's happening between all of them here. And... Quintum, he has to put on Kryptonian formal wear, and he says, "I got this from Mister Olson's collection. It's the fire. It's the Firebird. That's yeah, cool. yeah, it's the Firebird costume." So I thought that was hilarious. So he's like, "Let me calibrate Brainiac's reducing ray to the temporary setting, so that way they can both go down there." So he shoots him with the ray, and he's like, "The gravitational pull in Kandor." will feel eight times stronger than Earth's and the atmosphere is much thinner. You'll need this. So he gives him a cane. Okay. So he goes down there. They meet with Quintum and it's the first time that they've had an Earthling there too. So this is like an important thing. It's a big whatever. deal. Yeah. Yeah. They've
2: convened.
0: Quintum says, Superman asked me to apply some thought to his ongoing failure to deminiaturize Kandor's citizens. I like that Superman's like, let me go ask this guy. What, what, what do I do about this? You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, what do I do about this? If you hear me out, I may offer a simple solution to your predicament
2: and his uh, his whole costumes being weighed down flat to him and yeah. the cane and is, the like cane bending.
0: Cane is that's why he needs the cane to support himself he
2: couldn't have come up with something better than a little <laughs> <laughs> looks like a magician's cane it's like so I, thin
0: well i thought it was going to do something magical or have some yeah sort of, but it's just it's a, just it's, it's, just just, leaning it's on literally it. a cane and that's all it is all
2: right you think uh. he would have come up with some sort of like exo suit
0: Right, he's, right.
2: Because he's this super smart guy. He's just got a stick.
0: But it's got to shrink too, so maybe that's part of it. He's or, got a costume
2: on and a staff.
0: Yeah, I guess you're just right. Just make a
2: big exo suit that makes it easy to walk around. Maybe he was trying to be uh, sensitive to their... He's dying. He
0: has limited amount of time to do stuff. No, I'm stuff. talking
2: about Leo Quintum. Oh, okay. you think he would have something like that ready to oh, go. Yeah. But I guess he's trying to be sensitive to their culture. Sure, sure. And maybe they're offended by that. I don't know.
0: He's trying to appeal to them as much as possible. Sure, they seem very easily offended. Yeah, they seem like
2: they're very sensitive.
0: So we cut over. We get to see that big globe. Remember, we saw that, or no, the cube. We get to see that big
2: old universe cube. The universe
0: cube that we saw in issue two when he was showing Lois around, and we were like, "What is that?" Um, And I speculated that it was Quek or whatever. That is what it that it is that. Um, So in the comics, it was like a universe. And then later, it was poisoned by somebody, and then no. it became a person called Nebulo oh. and then it was like Nebula Man or something like that. So, um, but obviously they're doing <laughs> something—they're doing something different with it here, you know. This but it—but cool. it is still an artificially created universe. Here, it's one that Superman creates. There was only one way to study a world without Superman. That was another thing that he talked about with Lois in issue two. He said, so I made some. He was like, I made a world without Superman. So I guess he had already created the life because he mentioned it in Mm -hmm. issue two, I think. He says, I applied a nano-optical transfusion of pure solar energy. Earth-Q breathed in. We cut over to him, like, saving some people. There's the metro rail. He's saving it from falling off the track. We see the track's broken. Mm-hmm. And we do get like While everyone's waving to him We do get this one moment Where someone's like On a cell phone Yeah And they're having this Desperate conversation with I got him.
2: held up No don't put down the phone Reagan St- Stay in the apartment You have to believe me I'm on my way
0: Right So we get that one moment Desperately trying to plead With yeah. somebody
2: on the other end Of that phone there
0: So we cut over uh, To Superman and so I guess, like, maybe the thing that broke this metro rail is these giant footsteps that we see around right. him. He's around some construction guys, and they're telling him that they found a time capsule, but it's from the future. And that's what this thing was trying to get. A time capsule from the future buried in the past, Superman asks, And it's also made of lead, so he can't look mm. through it and see. And he's like, hold on to this, guys. I won't be long. So he goes to uh, fight. So this is Mechano Man. This is the first appearance of Mechano Man. I don't think he's appeared in anything else before, <laughs> and he's got Lois. Um, so he's a big robot Godzilla, you know, size thing. Lois,
2: don't ask.
1: <laughs> I am the true Man of Steel, the authentic Man of Tomorrow. Do
0: your worst.
2: <laughs> that was great. Good job, Good job, Good job Yeah. Is that anything?
0: Yeah, I like it. All right. <laughs> And Superman just flies through. So it it.
2: Look at all the little pieces, man. Oh, so
0: good. So cool. So, uh, you were saying, Aubrey, that there's not a lot of action in this, but when they do have the action moments, they are awesome. So fucking oh, yeah. good. Yeah, they are really well depicted. Good use of the powers. When he was fighting Bizarro, you know, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, the little moments that they do have end up being really cool. Frank Whiteley. It's this little old man, too, inside the Aww. machine, which is funny. He's like, ah, he's just screaming. So uh, they just leave him there in the thing screaming, <laughs> which is hilarious. And then Superman, he comes to uh, make sure Lois is safe. And she's like, don't fly away, Superman. You do realize I ran straight into Mechano Man's warp path because it seemed like the easiest way to get your attention. What does that say about how much we need to talk? Why don't you want to talk?
2: Because cause, cause she knew that he would save her. Right, exactly. Somehow. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which is kind of like, she's done that in some of the cartoons. She's done that in media before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and she goes, don't think I don't know. Leo Quintum told me you were dying of solar radiation overdose. And then we we cut back. We get this one little flashback where he's like, you told her? I'm afraid it just slipped out, Superman. It, it seemed-, seemed
2: wrong that you should bear this alone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like that he told him that he told her, though. Because he's being upfront with the fact that, yeah. you know what I mean? He didn't wait for him to figure that out. Yeah.
0: And this is also this is after I think that he's met with Candor because this looks like he's taking the costume off. You know what I mean? Oh and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah.
2: That. Yeah. It's a much better dress on Lois as well. Oh okay. <laughs> better outfit. Um, I like that she's barefoot. I guess because her shoes probably fell off. Right. While she with... was being grabbed by a robot, a big <laughs> robot.
0: She goes, "You can't die. I know you'll find a way out of this. Promise me you'll find a way." And so he says he does, but we also cut back to him. You know, this is where he says that he watched uh, 35,000 dead skin cells scattering like confetti, like Promises, like the dust of dead stars. It's um, really good. And then, so we do get this one panel. That where
2: made we... me feel like, yeah, I
0: know, yeah. Yeah. We do get this panel where we get like a sense of his super hearing. We can see like all the things that he's kind of like a monitoring. We oh, skipped
2: this thing here where they're holding hands. I just like that panel, the way it's drawn. I think that's nice. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah it is nice. And There's, always, like, There's a way. always a way. That's what
2: you always yeah. say. But yeah, he, so his super hearing is happening. He's hearing all these things and he's he's kind of filtering out all this other background noise, right. but then something yeah. catches his attention. Reagan, I'm on my way. Don't put the phone down. And he's like, I got to go. Someone needs me. The rest of it is blurry except for her hand and yeah. near his ear.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. So like
2: the ear area, it's just really well done like it gives you like you said it gives you a real sense of What's happening? You don't. Know, yeah. There's no little things explaining. And then my super hearing allowed me to hear yeah, this. It's exactly. like we get yeah, it. Like we, we understand. It. Tell what's us happening. through the art. Tell through us the through
0: the, the story. Yeah. I think that's a really nice way of depicting that. Really good
2: storytelling.
0: So this next scene. I mean, this has been. This has kind of gone viral. You know what I mean? Like when you hear of all star. When you hear of all star Superman, this is the the page. It's a very that, famous that page. Up, you know, yeah. like, for good reason. And uh, yeah, I mean, th- this is an incredible page. You know, it's an incredible moment too. It's just all the things about Superman, you know what I yep. mean um, it's just all the things about Superman that make him great.
2: So Reagan here uh, is about to jump off of a building and uh, to her death. The phone she's dropping she the, phone. the phone and yeah. that, that little detail too. Is and like, so wow. she's crying and she's about to do it and then right behind her Superman shows up. And uh, surprises her when, yes. with a gentle hand on the shoulder. Your doctor really did get held up, Reagan. It's never as bad as it seems. You're much stronger than you think you are. Trust me.
1: And then he just hugs her.
2: Big hugs.
1: Fuck, I love this scene. Yeah. It says a lot without being like preachy or yeah. anything. Yes. Just, you know, it's just like, you know.
2: Ultimate compassion in that moment. Yeah. Just compassion. Just this, this, while she's turning around to see him how calming he's being for her, and you know, he's like, you can trust me, and it's just a very um, I, this page really affected a lot of people, and it spoke to, it spoke to so many people, people, and I think that that's, it's really important that, um, I think it's amazing that they put this in here, because he's, he's doing things on these multi-dimensional scales, and these universe-bending scales, and, and, you know, planet-altering scales, but He's also here for you as an individual. That's just such an interesting idea that he'd be like, "Wait, hold on, I gotta go." There's this one person that really needs me right now.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. And this is the combination of the great script, but also Frank quietly, you know, the emotion that he's bringing to the scene with uh, the the depiction of the characters and everything. It's uh, it's really incredible, and uh, it deserves all the praise you know that it gets.
2: I just like that they. I just like that they took them this. Pay this moment to do this. Like yeah. They really they took time out of this book to do this.
0: Well, and it's all these vignettes, so it's like everything that he's doing. Yeah. And, but it's like, somebody needs me. Yeah. I have to go Lois. Somebody needs me. Yeah. Well, they so. talk
2: about all the, the the greatest feats of Superman. Yeah. But to him, this is his greatest feat. Yeah. To him, yeah. that those are all his greatest feats. To him, saving this one person, saving that one person, that's, that's what he lives for. That's what he does, and that's why he you know what I mean like I just I don't know sorry anyway continue
0: yeah I like the uh, well when he appears behind her you know yeah. it's just the logo you know it's, it's like the, the the big badge the big badge behind her head and you know all that is just like I don't know it's, it's very wanted, powerful she just
2: wanted someone to be there for her and he's like I'm here for you and it's it's just so important that they they they're trying to reach out through the page through Superman yeah. to anyone who might be looking at that page incredible these stories can sometimes reach people on in a way that maybe nothing else did and i think that's great and i think that that really says a lot about the the power of humans to do good through the stories that we tell each other that we would want to be telling these stories to each other And i think that's really that's really awesome yeah yeah.
0: yeah well and like when he saved the train he probably heard that Mm-hmm. you know the doc- the doctor talking on the phone you know he was yelling yeah, yeah. so like as he waved by he probably heard that conversation you know and
2: anyway you really matter cool. you're not you're not in this big plot line where we're altering universes but you you matter yeah
0: yeah so back over at the bottle city of candor they're debating so like here we still don't know what leo quintum told them um, oh yeah, his that proposition, hasn't been you know? revealed to us. But half of them are like, or this one lady's like, well, we gotta, we're preserving the last living remnants of our culture, an and,
2: ancient lordly culture. And
0: then this other guy's like, well, we're just in a bottle, you know. Have we <laughs> confused matters of pride with matters of scale, you know? And they're like, well, I don't want to be a, smaller than germs among the humans. But they're like, oh, but we'll have powers like Kal-El and you know, new purpose. So it's
2: like, you want to live inside of a bottle, though. You know? Yeah, I yeah. love that. Where he's just like, you live in a fucking bottle. What are you talking about, lordly bullshit? Shut up. And
0: uh, Van Z, he's about to propose a vote. But then these other guys come in and they're like, Van Z, wait. Some of us already made up our minds after hearing Professor Quintum's remarkable petition. We understand Superman's life is in jeopardy. We five of the Kandor Emergency Corps have a plan to save him. Will you lead us as you once did, Van Z?
2: So cool. Yeah. That's the shit I'm here for. Yes. What is this all of a sudden? These five. Yes. People show up and they're like, we're in an emergency thing. We're going to save Superman. Like, ah, oh, this is so rad.
0: So, the Superman Emergency Squad is a thing. They first appeared in Mystery of the Tiny Superman. Awesome. In Superman Pals, Jimmy Olsen, number 48, in 1960. They were created by Otto Bender and Kurt Swan. The squad is a group of volunteers from the Bottle City of Kandor. Outside the bottle, they have powers similar to Superman. They're great. And when they determine Superman is in trouble, they can leave the bottle and fly to his assistance.
2: So. I love this. It's, That's awesome. so I'm so immediately. It's from, it's from
0: the Silver Age comics. I'm so, so. pumped about Feel this. you like?
1: They they made an appearance in Super Friends. Although my brain oh. could just be making that up. Oh, out. okay. That's okay.
0: Me. We see um, Superman putting the one of the bridges back. He's putting, you know, he's back. putting the last of the bridges back. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Um, we cut over to Earth Q for a panel. We see primitive cave. people cool. cave paintings. Yeah, these look. Uh, so I was trying to see if I could find this exact cave painting. Early people. Yeah. Um, let's say. This looks similar to some of the paintings that were in ancient Australia.
2: Nice. Oh, wow.
0: We also see Superman. So this is the part I was talking about. So we see that he's actually like can see his DNA. Yeah,
2: he's reading his DNA. He's
0: reading his DNA I sequence. I love so, how this
2: is depicted with yeah. these um, different like levels oh, yeah. of the. Yeah. It's like
0: the lenses or something of a microscope Down into, like, or atoms. something. Yeah, Really cool. Over on Q again for another panel, we see someone carving like this giant Krishna statue. I assume that that's like a real statue somewhere, but I couldn't find it. So if you know where that is, um, let me know. Back with Superman, he goes over to visit Luther as one of his last things here. And he's like, you won, Luther. I'm dying. The world is yours, at least for the three weeks you have left before they execute you. Three weeks less, I challenge you. All those things you always said you would have done to benefit humanity if I hadn't been in your way. It's not too late to put that brilliant mind to work. Lex, I know there's good in you.
2: He's like a feral fucking creature. Like, he's just, there's nothing there. Yeah,
0: he just spits at him. What a waste. And, like, if you, like, it's not evident that there's a glass between them until that happens. I think which is also kind of neat, you know. But Well,
2: there's kind of a sheen, though.
0: There's kind of a sheen, but, you know, that kind of, I don't know. I I just think it's powerful. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it definitely
2: is that for sure. It's just so disappointing.
0: He's going to try, though. He's, he's got to try. But it's that same thing. He's got to try and appeal to Lex one the last time.
2: I like that you feel what he must be feeling. Like, you, he has this boundless optimism and yeah. just...
0: Well, and he goes like, look, you won. I'm dying. He gives it to him. He's like, look, is this what you want? You want to beat me? It's fine. But please do these other things for humanity. And he's just right? a
2: barrel-like yeah. Yeah. fucking wretch. That's why yeah. he's the antagonist that's why he's the villain he's the that's a true villain right there you could have done something but you just chose not to
0: back on earth q we see somebody giving this impassioned speech so this is actually giovanni pico della mirandola he lived from 1463 to 1494 he was an italian renaissance nobleman and philosopher He is famed for the events of 1486 when, at the age of 23, he proposed to defend 900 theses on religion, philosophy, natural philosophy, and magic against all comers, for which he wrote the Oration on the Dignity of Man, which has been called the Manifesto of the Renaissance, and a key text of Renaissance Humanism and of what has been called the Hermetic Reformation. Nice. Um, so here he says, Let us not yield sovereignty even to them, the highest of the angelic hierarchies. Become instead like them in all their glory and dignity. Imitation is man's nature, but if he wills it, so shall he surpass even imagination's greatest paragons. Nice. He's kind of talking about like how we can be more than what we are. We can you all know? be a superman. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can so, all like, aspire to supermens. So, yeah heights. so i like that you yeah. know that's um I, I like discovering that that's a real thing that happened you sure know?
2: this uh, earth earth q is just taking the exact same everything's happening the same way yep so a- as our earth interesting yes Huh. yes it would be interesting if it was all the same except for like one little thing
0: right right like uh the oceans are purple
2: or something, yeah.
0: We cut back over to Superman, and we get to see what was in that box from the future, right? That Mechano Man was looking for. This is the little box, so he opens it with his heat vision. I don't really get all this. Do you, Do you understand what is going on here? Like he's opening
2: I, the time capsule. He, well, he a...
0: opens it, but I don't understand anything of what the message that he's no being because
2: heard. they they they're talking in a different way because it's in the future and its language has evolved.
0: But I feel like there is a way to understand it. Like, even when he says... Like, it looks like he says, "Greeting, Superman. And then he says... In
2: the 21st century, maybe?
0: Uh, yeah. at 20- Yeah, that's what... And then he says, I don't know if you get endless talk. Like, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yes. This is endless. Yeah. But I, I couldn't. I tried to, like, <laughs> sit here and try to go, What does this actually mean? It's like, I room Mac
2: I owe my life to you.
0: Oh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, wait. So
2: I'm forbidden to give you more info right now, but I owe you my life, I guess, is what I'm assuming that means. And I hope that you see this warning uh, and then it starts over, I guess. I don't know. Oh, oh I know. In time, greetings made solar intel system eyewear. So that's that's how I made this greeting to you. Right, or something like that. So he's like, I can't give you any more information, but thanks for – I owe you my life, and I hope that this is a warning to you about something, I guess. I don't know. i am assuming all of this, but I don't know.
0: Thank you for both of you for that. That was very helpful to me (laughs) because I was just like, ah, this is burning my brain. (laughs) Uh, Well, I
2: I think that's really interesting that he he – oh, well, in the future, like hundreds and hundreds of years in the future, would you even be able to understand the language that they're speaking? Because like would people in – you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago be able to understand what the fuck we're saying. Right, right. people study and study and study just to be able to understand, like, just stuff that was a h- couple hundred years ago.
1: There's a... Um a YouTube channel called Today I Found Out, or it might be one of the sister channels in that one where they talk about like how far could you travel back in time and still be understood. Yeah. And they say it's probably around the 1500s, 1400s wow. or something like Wow, that. that is like not yeah. wow. a long time and then, at all. And then everybody would be like, I understand what you're saying, kind of. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Michael well, cool.
2: Crichton did this in uh, the book Timeline, which I thought was really interesting okay. too because like, right. people couldn't understand what the fuck... You'd have to actually study, like you'd have to have like a doctorate in the language that was going on back then, even though it's technically it's like in the same area of the world, but it's like there were, there was just a different. Like language evolves, language evolves.
0: So back with Superman, he's still working on his stuff over here. His eighth challenge is on the way. He says, "Almost finished my new costume."
2: Nice, nice.
0: We get another nice splash page here. He is with Leo Quintum. So here is their... I love all these um, little guys
2: flying around.
0: Yeah, here is his solution t- for Candor Cool. Is to take them up to Mars, right? He gives them a new third age. So Mars is far enough away from Earth where they can still preserve their culture, but at the same time, they can fly around and do stuff, you know, albeit small little tiny guys. Quintum says, think of a living Kryptonian culture free to breathe and expand to interact with the human world in a whole new way. And so uh, the Superman's like, "Oh, I can see Mechano Man's on a rampage in Metropolis. I gotta go now." (laughs) Yeah. So he goes to do that, but before he leaves, he tells Leo that he's got his DNA for him, right? So he's like,
2: "You've told me you've always been frustrated by your inability to read my DNA code." He's like, "Yeah, every attempt to clone you has resulted in an absolute fucking disaster."
0: Well, it makes those Bizarro replicas, right? Yeah. He's like, "But I could be the devil, you know? How do you do? Are you sure you trust me with this?" But Superman's like, I'd like to think I'm a better judge of character than that, Professor. I finally copied the entire eight billion letter sequence into a book. Wow. Along with instructions on how to combine human and Kryptonian strands. This is how much I trust you, Leo. So that's the serum, right, that he gave Lois? Mm -hmm. That's
2: Lois's uh, little symbol that she had in her outfit. Right. He's going to make a a Superman and Lois baby. Yeah. You know, and obviously, famously, Kevin Smith has that bit. About like well they couldn't I couldn't have kids or whatever because of blah 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 but this is the thing yeah they're doing it with science, it. With science. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they're yeah, making uh, a kid Maritz. with science um,
0: they're
2: making a kid with science and who so we skipped over this guy
0: which guy behold oh, I teach you the Superman. oh right Nietzsche. so we do yeah so over on Earth Q we do get this one panel of Nietzsche from 1883 the full quote is behold I bring you the Superman the Superman is the meaning of the earth let your will say the Superman shall be the meaning of the earth. I beg you, my brothers, remain true to the earth and believe not those who speak to you of otherworldly hopes. This is another kind of similar quote to the Giovanni Pico della Mirandola quote. You know, kind of like talking about the potential of, right. of the human. You know, I
2: wonder is this the first instance of the phrase "superman" in in um? I think
0: it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, culture. Yeah,
2: because I think they're what they're doing is they're going through history and picking out things that. Culminated in Superman.
0: Exactly, right? All the different things that kind of all the
2: all the different cultural events that happened, and all the different right. philosophical things that perhaps, happened to like, create the idea of Superman.
0: Perhaps Nietzsche was inspired by Mirandola or something like that. You know, I didn't go that deep, but well, so
2: even the first the first things that we get, you know, like the very first. People that we see, the very first culture that we see, they're looking up at the night sky, looking up at the stars, and they're telling each other stories
3: yeah, through yeah. their
2: art. And they're, you know, so that's, that's something. That's Superman. Telling each other stories through their art by, like, talking about, like, the heavens. And then you see a guy undertaking a great work. It looks like a big, a great labor to yeah, make this, yeah. um, this statue of this god. And, I mean, if you, you know, if it, if, if it is indeed a statue of Krishna, mm-hmm. read a little bit about Krishna – I wonder if there are similarities between Superman and Krishna. Right, I don't know. Sure. So you know, you you could uh, kind of look at this as, and then you know, this quote that you were like, "Ah, oh, this yeah. Giovanni guy here," and and then going on to this, and so I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, you're right. The... You're
0: right. Yeah, I I hadn't picked up on that little through line. It it is all the events that culminate. It's kind
2: of like Superman. culminating in yeah, yeah. the yeah. idea of That's Superman. Good.
0: So we see the Superman emergency squad. They were in yeah. Superman the whole time. Yeah. And they're like trying to hold they're, his cells they're, together. They're pushing cells around. Yeah. They're they're, really It's so cool looking. It's really cool. And they're like, oh, we're sorry, but we, we can't save you. You know what I mean? And he's like, well, I just need you to, for today so I could complete all this stuff. Yeah. So I like that too. Like, he was just like, well, at least I could. He was like, it felt great. You, you all know? did
2: everything you could. Believe me, it felt great. That's so yeah, interesting. Yeah. That yeah. If there were little guys running around your bloodstream, how good it would feel. Because they're doing, they're pushing cells right. around to go like to put them where they go that's neat i want some little guys in there
0: he says i didn't think you'd be able to save me but human diseases would be no match for your knowledge and power am i right microscopic kandorian super doctors could cure anything so he brings them back to the cancer ward with those kids and he's like i brought some friends to meet you he, like, throws them out in there. So, But, so oh, but uh, I thought this was heartbreaking to me because he goes, I just dropped by to tell you all I might not be able to make it next oh, week. Oh, man. But don't worry. You'll all be going home before that. Long before that. Yeah. I brought
2: some friends to meet you. His face when he yeah. uh, on that last panel when he releases the Superman out of his hand. Man, look at this um, drawing of Superman outside the Daily Planet.
0: Aw. <laughs> yeah, so um, we see on Earth Q... I really think this is it. Third time lucky. This is the one. This is going to change everything.
2: The first drawing of Superman. <clears throat> yeah, so that's Joe oh, Schuster,
0: so Joe Schuster's original drawing. So It all so, culminated in yeah. Superman. So Earth-Q is our Earth. Superman is being created there. So in the beginning, he said, I needed to know what it was like to create a world without Superman. So if you create a world without Superman, it will create its own Superman. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. I think that that's um, a, a great, I don't know, moral or lesson or something to take away from this, um, which I thought was just really cute. And then it's like, okay, so then Earth Q will create Superman and people will write comics and Grant Morrison will come and write this comic about Earth Q creating Superman and then that, and it it, it becomes a, like, you know what I mean? It's like, really beautiful. It's, it's a like, gorgeous idea.
1: <laughs> it's like that the Superman who shoots the little Superman out of his hand with all the same powers could probably shoot another
0: little Superman yes. out of his hand. You know.
3: Well, Just, the fact
2: yeah. that it's inevitable and it's bound to happen. It's a, it's a gorgeous idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. I yeah. mean, it's just uh when you think about it, it's just like really it's satisfying, you know. It's, it's not very just, touching. It, it sometimes you we've talked about this. Sometimes you read stuff or you you consume media and then you go back and you think about it and you go, That was dumb, you know what I mean? But like this is I like,
2: don't consume media, John. But uh,
0: but 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 the more that you think about this, it's like you there's more layers to it, you know what yeah. I mean? And I'm sure there's more that we've even missed, you know, in, in the different things that are happening. But uh Yeah, pretty incredible. We do get this last page. He's like, and to Clark Kent, the mild-mannered reporter who never let me forget how it feels to be a downtrodden, ordinary man, I leave you the headline of the century. And so we see Lois discover it on his laptop. It says Superman dead by Clark Kent. That was the one that we saw earlier with uh, Samson. That's the one that he showed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in issue two, all the feats of Superman. Uh, this was a cool one. I liked the, the, this one, but it was yeah. it was heavy too. You know what I mean? There's some big ideas in there, and uh, it was awesome. It, it was great to be able to like go through that and take all that apart.
2: It's rare that someone gets to the heart of something quite so spectacularly, but Grant Morrison has never fucking missed. Oh yeah. right, yeah. Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely are the best duo in comics. And it's just, it's truly amazing to, to see. It's just, it's fucking great.
0: I forgot to mention when Superman visits Lex, Lex is reading, increase your brain power. So, what a little yeah. bitch. He's got three weeks to live and he's, he's still, such anyway. A fucking... I think that's hilarious. Yeah, he's,
1: yeah. But yeah, no, I was like, I was reading this last night and I was just like, you know, because we just came off the, the Bizarro episode and those were just like funny, hilarious kind of stuff. And this stuff is like deeper heavier stuff like the stuff you know, like to do with the Kryptonians and they're almost dying right. Superman still saved them the whole he saves that one girl yeah uh, I mean this is good to show you the, the masterful work that Grant Morrison and Frank Wiley do yeah you know they're just like fucking rock comic rock stars It's true yeah
0: yeah, it's been really great uh, with this series, and we only have one episode left. Ah. We're, we're actually gonna take a, 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 a we're gonna break from this series for a couple for like two weeks, and then we'll come back. Say it ain't so. Yeah, we will. But it but it's but it's fine. We're gonna have some other fun discussions with some other friends and stuff like that. So you can put down this omnibus for a little bit or whatever your back issues. No, but, 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 but we'll, don't but don't put them away. Yeah, because we'll we'll come back in a couple of weeks and finish it off. Excellent. I I love the discussion on this one. So. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things.
1: All right, everybody. That's another fucking great two issues of Superman All-Star. And I want to hear what you thought. Send us a hey-damn-guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics. And on Twitter at bookclubmembers. And as always, you can find all of our resources on our Podbean website our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from got for the listener feedback. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Only Beast, for the theme song. You're welcome. Thank you, Ross, for the logo and Matt for the banner. And, you know, thank you guys for listening. And um,
2: All the book club members.
1: Yes. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. Every little bit helps. And if you like what you hear, tell a friend. Have them join the book club. Yes, do it. Like John said, we're taking a break from All-Star, but next week we are going to be back to Baltimore reading The Witch of Heard You. So you guys know what to do. Pull out those uh, the next issues of that story, that omni, the digital, the trade, and join us next week at Book Club Member Comics.
2: Thanks for
0: listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas.
2: I'm a little tiny guy running around in your bloodstream.
1: <laughs> and I'm on little saying, I have to go. Someone needs me. Aww.
2: Aww. <laughs> Good one. Arthur. That's sweet.